0: Welcome back to the podcast and welcome to the first episode of the video podcast. Oh my gosh, it time has finally come. I'm finally launching video podcast and y'all finally get to see my face after hearing me for about two years straight. If I let you down by the way I look, sucks for you. I don't care. You take it or you leave it but anyways welcome back to the podcast i'm thankful that you guys are here i'm glad that you're taking the next couple minutes of your day to join me and get into the word of god with me today i have a good topic for you today and most of my topics let me not say most i'm gonna sound like an idiot a lot of my topics some i'll be gracious some of my topics are born out of things that frustrate me or annoy the crap out of me to be dead honest with you and a lot of things i talk about are misconceptions that christians have about the word of god or certain beliefs and systems that the bible talks about and today i'm gonna deal with a very big one actually and it's the belief that christians don't know or cannot know the will of god And it translates into their prayer life because then they start to pray those if-it-be-your-will prayers. And long story short, if-it-be-your-will prayers are basically a surefire way to not get your prayers answered. You can know the will of God as a Christian. God did not give you his word for no reason. He didn't just give you his word just to sit there on a side table and look pretty as a piece of decor in your house. He gave you his word for a reason, and he lays out his will in his word, and he wants you to know it as a Christian. He wants you to know what his will is in certain areas of life. And a lot of Christians, out of ignorance, don't understand the will of God, and therefore they begin to pray those crazy if it be your will prayers god we just come before you right now with grandma bessie right now you see and you know her sickness and her disease right now but god if it be your will lord heal her and if it isn't your will let her have a good couple months left before she drops down and we have to put her six feet under that's how a lot of people pray and god doesn't want you to pray like that because, why would he put something in his word that is his will just for you to turn around and say, God, I don't know your will, and if it is your will, healer? No, it doesn't have to work like that, especially in the area of healing, because that's where I hear it most. I mostly hear people pray those if it be your will prayers when it comes to healing. When somebody's diagnosed with a terminal illness and they want, you can tell they want them to be healed, but something inside of them has convinced them that this person or that God does not want to heal this person something has convinced them that for some reason it is not the will of God to heal his people when the Bible tells you honestly the complete opposite so you always see them they come with that somber Christian face which is just noise of the crap out of me, to be dead honest. But they come with that somber Christian face. And they say, Lord, we come before you today. We would like her to be healed. But for some reason, you're just a God that just wants to see us suffer. And you don't want her healed. So, God, let her last couple months be that of peace. That's basically how those people are praying. And when you see it like that, you're like, ah, Molly, shut up. They ain't praying like that. yeah. That's how it translates to because God put in his word that he is the God that heals his people. You see time and time again throughout the word of God that God heals his people and he wants to heal them. Heck, Jesus came on the earth and his ministry was a big chunk of his ministry was healing people of sickness and disease. And the only times you saw people not get healed was with their unbelief, was when they had unbelief that was blocking them. That's what happened when Jesus went back to his hometown and he tried to do miracles. He tried to get people, you know, do the big miracles, but their unbelief blocked him from moving and he could only heal a couple sick people. So you see that it is the will of God to heal his people in that case, but Christians are convinced that it's not. And we need to get out of that mindset. Well, Marlon, how do we get out of that mindset? we have to understand the word of god and what god's will is concerning that for example if if you've ever dealt with death before and after a person dies they leave or they write their will and after they die their will is read and basically their will states all the stuff they want done with their possessions their finances whatever belongs to them after they die now If somebody were to die today and you had no idea what their will was, and let's say they had like a million dollars in their bank account, nobody knows what that person wants done with that million dollars until the will is read. Before then, it's up in the air. We don't know what they want done. But the minute the will is read and we figure out what that person wants, that to be done with that million dollars, then we know without a question what their will is and what they want. That's the same way it is with the Word of God. We, we see sickness and disease all throughout the world. But the minute we go to the Word of God and find out what it says and what He thinks and what He wants concerning sickness and disease, then there should be no more question in your mind about it. If God in His Word said, that he is the God who heals his people and you see time and time again throughout the ministry of Jesus Christ that he is a healer then guess what there should be no more question in your mind as a believer as to whether or not God wants you healed and that's going to take me to our text where I'm going to start this today and it's in Matthew 8 let's go there let me show you it from the word of God Matthew chapter 8. I'm going to read verse 1 to 3. Watch what God's word says. So it says in verse 1, When he came down from the mountain, large crowds followed Jesus. Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. So Jesus reached out and touched him and said, I am willing. Be healed. And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. Let me read that again. So this leopard comes to Jesus, sick, and he wants to be healed by Jesus. But he says, Jesus, if it is your will... You can make me clean. And what did Jesus say? Well, you know, God wants to use this to teach you a lesson, and He wants to use it just to instill patience into you and bring glory to His name. He didn't say that. He said, I am willing, be healed. And the man was healed after that. I want to get that into you as my first point today. God is willing. Let me say that again. God is willing. He's healing to. He's willing to heal you. He's willing to deliver you. And he's willing to set you free. God is willing. Please do not let people lie to you and tell you otherwise. God is willing. God is not a God. We need to stop looking at God as some type of crazy person that just wants the worst for you. We need to stop having that mindset about God, that he does not want to do anything good for you. He wants you to suffer through this life. And once you get on the other side of glory, then you can finally have something good. That is not who God is. That is not what he wants for you. He wants you to prosper in everything that you do. As a matter of fact, the Bible said in Psalm 1, That it said, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is where? In the law of the Lord. And on it he meditates day and night. So pause right there. He said, the man who does not stand in the way of sinners, who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, but lives a different way and lives his life, According to the word of God and stays in it, he's number one what? Blessed. I don't even I don't even have to go forward in the rest of the chapter. The man who does that, who abstains from evil, abstains from sin, doesn't go near those things, he's blessed. He is not cursed. He is not under the hand of judgment of God. He's blessed. He's blessed. And if that's you today, If you're walking according to the will and the commandments of God, you're following the word, you're blessed. And that is not some type of crazy feel-good message that a lot of people will tell you. Oh, you know, all those people just want to tell you and sell you a lie that it's such a good life and these preachers just say that so they can get you to sow a seed. That is not true. That's what the word of God says. Meanwhile, those people are living under a curse and their lives are no good. And they don't see a way out. And when people try to bring them out, they don't see how they can get out. So because their life is a mess, they don't want anybody else to come out either. That doesn't have to be you. God has a better way. And if you're walking and living holy, guess what? You're blessed. You're not cursed. You're not just living halfway. You're blessed. What did the rest of the chapter say? He meditates on it day and night. So what will happen to him? He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, bearing fruit in every season. His leaves won't wither, and whatsoever he puts his hand to will be cursed. Will not grow. It will wither. No. It said, and whatsoever that man puts his hand to will prosper. So can I tell you something today? If you're a believer, and you're living holy, and you're living according to the word of God and you're following the commands of God with the help of the Holy Spirit, you can have all those things at that, that said. You can be like a tree planted. You can bear fruit in every season. When other people aren't bearing fruit, you're bearing fruit. There's not a season to, you know, bear fruit and season to be everything, all going nice and spice, and then I'm going through just a dry season. I'm going through a dry spell. It doesn't have to be like that for you as a Christian. Yes, you may go through things. Yes, you may. your flesh may act up. Yes, the enemy may try to come against you. But that doesn't have to knock you off into a season of dryness. And you can't come out of it. And you can't see the end in sight. Because guess what? The enemy may try attack. Weapons may try to form against you. But they don't prosper. And no attack of the enemy... And nothing that comes from him trying to keep you down will be able to stop you from bearing fruit. It will not be able to keep you from prospering and doing the things that God has called you to do. So if you're that person, you're blessed. And you can bear fruit in every season. And you can prosper in everything that you do. You don't have to be like the world is, where they start something and then it doesn't work. Then they start something else and it doesn't work. No. If God is on your side, you will prosper in everything that you do. If you're following the will of the Lord, you will prosper in everything that you do. And don't let nobody tell you otherwise. So we have to stop letting people convince us that God does not want us to be blessed. That God does not want us to prosper. We cannot let the lies of the enemy convince us. Because guess what? The enemy is not out here trying to get you to fulfill your calling and fulfill everything that you're supposed to do and fulfill your purpose. He's not trying to do that. He's trying to keep, trying to keep you bound. He's trying to keep you messed up. He's trying to keep you under the curse. He's trying to keep you under a weight. And we're convinced that God is doing the same thing. And if God is doing the same thing, why are him and the devil at odds with each other? If apparently they're just on the same team, if God is striking his children with sickness for no reason, if God does not want his children to prosper, if God wants his children to live from paycheck to paycheck on government assistance, all the days of their life and be dependent on a wicked system and be dependent on the world, on the, on their system and be subject to them. You know that, I, I'm on a rabbit trail right now. But here's the thing. A lot of people attack prosperity. And I did an episode on this already. But a lot of people attack prosperity. And all oh, these people just want to want say that. And they sell you a bunch of lies so that you can give to their ministry. They're just trying to make a good dollar off of it. Number one, nobody says anything when their favorite celebrities are pimping them out and taking all their money to build their own private jets that they don't need. And they don't say anything, but the minute a preacher gets blessed by God, it's a problem. Number two, you could talk to a lot of ministers and a lot of (laughs) specifically pastors that wanted to build churches and great edifices for the kingdom of God. And you know what happens when they go to the government? and go to their wicked city that does not like the that does not like the gospel that does not like christianity that does not want to see the kingdom of god advance you know what happens they get denied and that's what the enemy wants he wants you dependent on the world system so that they can dictate to you what you can and cannot do And when you get into that position and you believe the lies that, you know, Christians are not supposed to prosper. Christians can't hold on to their own will so that they could forward the kingdom of God. Then guess what? You're subject to the enemy now. And now you'll never be able to accomplish the things that God has called you to do. You'll never be able to be like the church in the book of Acts because you're subject to the enemy. You're subject to the one person that does not want to see you prosper. That is a lie of the enemy. Don't believe it. Do not believe that God wants you cursed. Believe that God wants you to prosper. Not so you can be selfish. Not so that you can just heap everything unto yourself. So that you can go forward and advance the kingdom of God. Now that was a rabbit trail, but I said all that to say. That God is not who many people make him out to be. He is not this type of deranged person that takes joy in seeing you suffer. And we cannot believe it like that. God is willing. If you have a need in your life. If you have something that only God can help you with. God is willing to meet that need. You're sick in your body. God is willing to heal you. Just like Jesus told the leper in Matthew. He is. Is willing. The man came didn't know. What his will was concerning healing. But Jesus said I am willing. In the book of Exodus. When God revealed himself to Israel. As Jehovah Rapha. The God who heals his people. He said. Moses said on his behalf. He said. He said that he would keep the sicknesses. That came on the Egyptians. Off of his people. Because. He's the Lord that heals his people. Can I tell you something. That wasn't just. Some type of something that he said for effect. He just revealed part of his nature when he said that. He revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha and said, It is in my very nature to heal my people of sickness and disease. It's in my nature. It's not something that I learned how to do. It's something that is in my nature. Innately inside of me. So we can't separate that from him. If He was Jehovah Rapha back then, the God who healed His people back then, guess what? He's still the same way years and years and years and decades and centuries later. And He will be centuries after this time. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. He's willing to heal you. If you are sick, He's willing to heal you. Look at the many testimonies of people who were diagnosed Christians who were diagnosed with incurable diseases. The doctors gave them up. And they went to God. And they knew it was His will to heal them. And God healed them. And they came out with a testimony of His healing power. And that's not just exclusive to them. He can do the same thing for you too. So God is willing. He's willing to heal you. If you're bound, He's willing to set you free. I know this generation says otherwise that you got to cope with your problems and cope with your issues. It doesn't have to be that way. They don't have the answer to those problems. They can't set anybody free. But God is the one that can set you free. And he's the one that's and he's willing to do that for you. So don't sit down in that in that mess. Don't wallow in your sorrows anymore. But understand what the word of God says concerning your need and understand that He is willing to set you free from that issue or from that problem. It reminds me of the scripture in 1 John 5 where it said that we can be confident and we are confident that God hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. And if he hears us, we know that we've received the petitions that we asked for. So if we ask anything according to his will, if we ask anything that is aligned with his will, he hears us, number one, but he doesn't just hear us, number one. We know that if it lines up with his will, he hears us and he's going to answer us. And we already have the things that we're petitioning him for. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about whether or not he a- he answered it. No, no, no. If you ask him according to his will, you can be sure that you're going to receive what you asked for. You can be sure that you're going to hold in your hand the thing that you're asking him for. Because it aligns with his will. You're not asking him something that's outside of his will and way out there. No. If it aligns with his will, you can have it. Okay, Marlin. I know that God is willing and I know that he wants to give this to me now, but how do I get it? And why don't a lot of people have it? Here's the answer to that question. Why a lot of Christians don't have it? Because when you start to talk like this, then people say, "Well, I know Grandma Bessie Mae. She was 98 years old. And she could pray. She could pray the five God down into a room. She loved the Lord with all her might, but she had cancer. And I just don't understand how she could be such a strong woman of God as she had cancer and she died of it. So that just convinces me that God, you know, he doesn't do it. And all of these people that preach healing for everybody, it's a lie. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me prepare myself for this. Because <laughs> I don't want to get mad. But I'm very passionate about this because I want to see you access everything that God has for you. I want to see you walk into the place that God has for you to walk in. I don't want to see you live below your potential when you have so much more afforded to you. When you have way more afforded to you and you have much more that God wants to give to you don't leave this earth and then get to heaven and realize that there was way more that there was much more that God had for you that you didn't get because you believed the lie just because somebody did not get it does not mean God's word changed. just because grandma Bessie Mae didn't get it does not mean does not change God's word Because you saw it not work for one person, so now you believe it doesn't work for anybody. Not true. And a lot of people don't get it because they don't know. And it comes out in their speech. If it be your will, Lord, you know, you'll heal her. Any Christian that knew the word of God and knew (laughs) what Jesus went to Calvary for, they would never, ever pray that. They would never, ever pray, oh, God, if it be your will, then, you know, I'll get healed. No, if I knew God wanted to heal me and it's in his nature to heal me, then guess what? Why would I come before him and then start praying if it be his will? That shows me that people are ignorant. And people don't know and they don't understand what the will of God actually says. Once you understand and you're no longer ignorant of what God's will is concerning your life. Then you will never pray if it be your will again. If you know God can set you free from oppressive spirits, you'll never put up with the things that hold you down. You will never put up with the depressive spirits that are trying to keep you in a hole. Speaking as somebody who came out of depression, God don't want you there. And the world says you have to cope with it and you got to live with it. It's a lie. Newsflash, let me tell you today, it's a lie. It is a lie. You don't have to cope with something that Jesus Christ set you free from. But you have to not be ignorant about what the will of God says concerning that thing. And once you know, and you're knowledgeable about it, and you know it's in the will of God, and you're convinced about it, then guess what? There'll never be any more question in your mind. You'll never ask God, Lord, if it be your will, then I'll be healed. No, you will begin to access everything that God has for you. If the word of God Said that Jesus has given you power over all the works of the enemy and he has given you that authority, then you'll never put up with anything that the enemy throws at you. But if you don't know that, then you'll confuse the enemy's attacks with something that may be from God and maybe God is putting this on me to teach me a lesson. No, 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 no. Get convinced about what the word of God says. And if Jesus said in Luke 10 that he has given me authority over all the power of the enemy, then guess what? That means all his power. Every single bit of his power. And when the enemy rears his ugly head to try throw something at me, then I don't have to sit there and wonder whether or not I can rebuke this guy. I won't put up with it. I won't put up with it. The minute that thing rears his ugly head out of my face, out of here in Jesus name. That's how you have to be as a Christian, not putting up with things that God doesn't want you to have. If God wants me to have it, I receive it fully. If God does not want me to have it and it comes from the enemy, I resist it with all of my might. Take that attitude from this day forward. Everything that God wants me to have, I embrace it fully. But everything that he does not want me to have, and it comes from the enemy, I resist it wholeheartedly. And once you get that mindset, you will never, ever be able to be a person that the enemy can just knock over whenever he feels like in and attack whenever he feels like in and put you in a hole whenever. No, when you get that mindset, there will never be anything. That the enemy can try pull on you. He can never try to pull any tricks on you after that. Because everything that God has for me. And everything that's in his will. I receive it. But anything that is not in his will. And is not for me. I resist it. God's will encompasses a lot of things. Salvation. God is willing that none should perish. But all should come to repentance. That's his will. So, he's not willing that this group of people be saved and that group of people not be saved. And I know people teach that and our Calvinist people believe that. But it's not true. God did not die for the elect. Jesus did not die for a set group of people and then put the rest of them on the earth just to die. That violates so much in scripture. And that 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 subject gets me kind of hot. So, let me calm down. But... No, he's willing that none should perish, not none of the elect should perish, because according to that logic, there's irresistible grace. And whenever the grace of God is afforded to them, they can't resist it. So who is he talking about? He is willing that nobody should perish, but all should come to repentance. Now, therefore, if that's his will, I can be confident That when I go out and preach the gospel and spread the good news of the gospel, I will reap a harvest of souls. If he's willing, then this thing is for everybody. And I can pray and believe that when the gospel is preached and spread to my loved ones that are unsaved, I'll believe for them to come in and that they'll receive Jesus Christ and not reject it. Because it's his will. If it wasn't his will, then I would not be able to pray For my unsaved mother, or my unsaved father, or my unsaved cousin, and and preach the gospel to them. Because I don't know if they're the ones that are supposed to be saved, or they're ones that are just destined not to be saved. But because this thing is open to everybody, I can believe for them. And you can believe for them too. I talked about healing. If it's God's will and it's in his nature to heal his people, then guess what? You don't got to worry about that and wonder if you're going to get healed or if you're not going to get healed. No, 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 no. If God, your word said this, I'm going to see it happen in my life. If you said this can happen for me, I'm going to see it in my life. Same thing with prosperity. As much as people try to tell you that is not in the word of God and is not promised every believer, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar because the curse of the law encompassed poverty. The curse of the law encompassed lack and less than and not being able to make it through. And your cattle will die and your livestock will even perish. You won't be able and the heavens will be brass among you. That's what Deuteronomy 28 talked about as a curse for disobedience to God. Said you'll be cursed in the city, cursed in the field, cursed in your coming in and your going out. That's part of the curse for disobeying God. But obedience to God brings blessing. Obedience to God. And I could, I've i done a podcast on that already, so you can go back and listen to that. It's called Dear Prosperity Haters," And I broke down that whole thing briefly. I didn't even get into the meat of it. But that's the will of God for you. And if it's his will, then anything that looks anything less than that, you can resist it. And anything that says otherwise, resist it with all of your might. As I said earlier, take this model with you and carry it through your life. If it's God's will for me and he wants me to have it, I embrace it wholeheartedly. But if it's not his will for me and it's of the enemy... I resist it with all of my might. Let me pray for you quickly. Father, I pray for every single person that has come on here today and has taken the time to dive into your word with me today. I thank you, Lord, that from this day forward, they will be people that won't pray if it be your will prayers. They won't be people that are ignorant of your will, but they will from this day forward begin to understand what your will is concerning their life. And what your will is concerning healing and deliverance and prosperity. And they will not live under the attack of the enemy. They will not be subject to the lies of the enemy because they know. And they will not be destroyed because they don't know. So God, I thank you that they know. And now they'll begin to access everything that you have for them. Whatever their need is, whatever their issue is that they need you to deal with, I thank you that they will begin to access the solution to that problem today. In the name of Jesus. I thank you that they'll be healed. I thank you that they'll be set free. And they'll be delivered. Because it's your will for them. And you are willing to do that for them. And I thank you Father for it. In the name of Jesus. And I receive it. And you receive it too. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen.